Hey, this is Ashley, and this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week, I'm excited to share in Mentor Moment that I am hosting an up and unstuck private training for mid-level and senior level professional women. If you are a professional woman who has more than three years of professional experience in corporate, nonprofit, or educational leadership, and you are looking to secure harmony in your work and life, defeat imposter syndrome, drive organizational strategy and change, actually use your vacation days without fear of retribution and guilt, and finally use office politics to your advantage. You don't want to miss this private training for Mentor Me, where I will be sharing seven insider strategies professional women need to get unstuck from middle management and advance to the highest levels of leadership. I'm going to be talking about why your degree and certifications alone aren't enough to advance to the highest levels of leadership. I'll be discussing the seven insider skills that professional women need to advance to the highest levels of leadership. And when I say the highest levels of leadership, I'm talking about those director level roles, their senior level director roles, those AVP roles, those vice president roles, those chief diversity officer roles, those chief managing officer roles, uh, those executive accounting roles, those higher level roles where you'll be responsible for more, have more impact and really be serving at a high level, those are the women that I'm excited to invite to this private training where I'll be talking about how to leverage these skills and more to make more money and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Plus, I'm going to talk about the mindset shifts that you need to make as you advance your career to the next level and the one mistake that you're probably making that's holding you back from being seen as an expert. This private masterclass will be 90 minutes and will be on April 20th. That's right, today, April 20th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This private masterclass is free, but you must register at mentor-me.org backslash education. Again, that's mentor-me.org backslash education. I'm excited to help you prepare to advance your career to the highest levels and know the seven insider strategies that are keeping women stuck so that you can get up and unstuck. Join me by registering today at mentor-me.org backslash education. Again, that's mentor-me.org backslash education. I look forward to seeing you there. Next up, and I digress, today we're talking easing back in. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about life after a year in a pandemic, what it means that some of our friends and family and maybe even us are vaccinated, what it means to reintegrate into a world that seems to have forgotten that we are still in the middle of a global pandemic and strategies for you if you're interested in easing back in. So when I say easing back in, I'm kind of thinking about what it means to for so many of us who have basically spent the last year in the house, right? You know, middle March marked the sort of time in the United States when things started to shut down and things started to uh, really change for us in our day-to-day lives, going into the office and going to brunch and going on big vacations, really paused for a lot 
of Americans. And, you know, this episode is not for the girls who were still traveling and on the beach and kicking it (laughs) over the past year, right? This is for those of us who have been working from home, who are only going into the office a limited time, for those essential workers who maybe had to go into work, but weren't really uh, you know, able to enjoy it or interact and engage with our customers or clients because of the pandemic. And I think that, you know, there is, you know, this talk of like what it means to like ease back into the world um, and go out, um, you know, for a brunch, um, even if you have to like sit outside on the patio or what does it mean to, um, you know, find, uh, an opportunity where you might be like in a public space, you know, with more than just your friends and family and the people you're kind of quarantining with, what does it mean to ease back into the world? And I've been thinking a lot about this because, you know, um, spring is here, summer is approaching and I'm having friends reach out and, you know, invite me to events or weddings. Um, and, I'm thinking of making some travel travel plans of my own, but I won't lie, I do have a little bit of anxiety around what it means to kind of like ease back into the world and, and be reintroduced um, to things that I just haven't done in a long time. Like I haven't been to a concert in probably two plus years and I just don't know what it means anymore to go to a public concert in an enclosed space and engage with other people. Um, you know, my, since the height of the pandemic last March, I've been working remotely, um, from home and prior to the pandemic, I often worked from home, you know, that was pretty common part of my life, but now it's kind of like, I'm consistently working from home, um, or, you know, and I, I don't know that there's going to be a plan for me to go back into the office on a regular basis, uh, anytime soon. And so I'm like, wow, like if, if my job was automatically like, oh, everybody has to come back to work, you know, in the office five days a week, I don't even know what I would do or how I would process that. Like that just would be a total shift for me. And I'm not sure if I'm interested in easing back in, in that way. Um, so much of my life revolves around, you know, you know, being able to have lunch at home and, you know, being here for the carpet cleaners when they come or when my Amazon packages get dropped off. Um, you know, it means that I can run a quick grocery errand over my lunch break uh, with ease um, or go to the gym at three o'clock and take a later lunch and, and it's no big deal. And so I think that it just is a little stressful, like the, the fear and anxiety around like what it means to like, maybe have to ease back in. And I think if we're being honest for many of us, the pandemic allowed us to, um, have covering for some things that maybe we struggle with. So for example, you know, for those of you who have close friends, um, but you don't talk to them regularly, you guys don't get together regularly and you could use the coverage of like, Oh, the pandemic, I've been so busy. I've been so stressed. I've been so tired. Um, you know, I haven't been going out. I haven't been doing anything. Um, and, and whether those relationships are meaningful to you or honestly, they're not that meaningful anymore you have the covering of the pandemic, but as people get vaccinated and people start to like connect and, you know, re-engage with one another, then there's this like, well, why can't you hang out? Or why can't we spend time together? Or why aren't you available? Right. And so that covering maybe that you previously had, maybe you don't have anymore. Um, And I think that, 
our lot, you know, like I just think about like casual hugs when you meet people or let, you know, like drinking behind somebody or let me get a bite of that or buffets. Oh my God. I will never eat at a buffet ever again in my life. Right. And I mean, I wasn't like the best, biggest fan of buffets prior, but man, there's just no way now. Um, just so many things that just due to the pandemic, I'm like, I am fine wearing a mask for the rest of my life. Like we can always just go to the grocery store and do that. We never have to do anything else. And it's fine. I never want anyone breathing in my face again. Um, and so I think that I'm really struggling with the thought of easing back in. And I'm really struggling with how do I do it in a way that is ease, that's not like rigid or awkward or like anxiety inducing. Right. And so I've been thinking about like, what does it mean to like ease back in? So some of the strategies that I'm considering is like some solo time out. Right. So like, and before I go out with a big group of girlfriends somewhere, anywhere, you know, I kind of want to like, just maybe I will go on a staycation, you know, somewhere for just like an overnight or like me and my boyfriend, maybe go somewhere for like a long weekend or, you know, that kind of stuff before I have to engage groups of people in a public setting. And that's something I just haven't had to do in a year plus, <laughs> um, you know, maybe I will do that. Um, in a more casual way, right? Or one of the things I've been thinking about is like, you know, how will I support my staff? Um, you know, with well, some of them may desire to want to come back to the office and others may be like, oh, I literally never have to do that ever again. And so, <laughs> um, you know, how do I support both of those people who may enjoy getting away from the house and may enjoy um, not having to like report to a specific place and, and those who, you know, those who both enjoy not having to report and those who are eager to get back to an office and that community and connection piece. So just trying to be a better leader, a better supervisor, better manager, and like, how do I support both of those people? And I think that just listening, asking questions, um, I think that maybe people assume everybody loves working from home, but I don't think that that's true. So, um, you know, you definitely got to ask your team questions. You got to make sure that like, they know that you support them either way. And while you may not be the deciding factor, um, you know, that you support them and just being flexible and agile, um, is something I'm really committed to, right? Like not being rigid about it, not being like, well, it has to be like this, or it has to be like that as much as possible, providing support to my team either way. Um, I think it's something that's going to be really important for me to do. And I think that there are some ways that I have already eased back in, right? So I've been going to get my nails done and that feels like a self-care thing that, you know, um, well, and, and not even so much a self-care thing, but more of a maintenance thing that I do need to be doing that I like, I, you know, I need to be taking care of myself like that. I need to be, um, making sure that I'm prioritizing that. So that feels like a thing to do. Um, and I have, um, I have like planned um, a weekend getaway with a, a girlfriend. So not like a group of girlfriends, but just like connecting with one friend. And so I think that, you know, if there's some, like if you haven't gotten your eyebrows threaded <laughs> in over a year, you know, maybe, you know, do that as you feel safe and as it's allowable where you live and, you know, maybe connect with one girlfriend. You all, you know, if you're both vaccinated, you might feel safe or, you know, you all can wear masks. Um but I do think it's important that, you know, as we can, we do get out of the house as we can. We do, um, you know, be safe in our engagements um, in public spaces, because I think that there is a loss of human connection. There's a loss of um, 
that opportunity to build with one another. And it's important that we don't forget that that's important. Yeah, we want to just make sure that we remember that that is a thing that's important to us if it is indeed important to us. So um, let me know um, what strategies you're uh, using to ease back in. If you're like, I'm absolutely not easing back in. Or if you're like, girl, I never left the scene. <laughs> I don't think that this that's this audience, but I'm interested to know um, just what strategies you're leveraging to ease back in to work in life, um, you know, as the pandemic um, continues, but as more and more people are getting vaccinated and spring and summer are coming and more people are being out in public spaces. And I digress. So next up in TVT, I'm really excited to talk about this new show um, that I recently just came across um, called Marriage or Mar Mortgage. Uh, it's a show that um, premieres on Netflix and it is literally the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, it is a show that uh, follows couples who are considering um, whether they should use their nest egg to get married and have the wedding of their dreams or if they should use it as a down payment on a home. Um, the the show it centers both a um, wedding planner and a real estate agent, and they basically vie for the couple's attention by uh, you know showing them beautiful homes or showing them how their dream wedding is possible within their budget, um, and. Oh my goodness. It's just as like ridiculous, but also fantastic as you probably think that it is. Um, one couple that I really loved, um, like was like presented with the opportunity to like have their dream home or whatever. Um, and instead chose like a very splashy wedding. They, she spent like $6,000 on her dress. She commissioned a custom ranch dressing fountain. Um, and they decided to like continue to live in their small apartment, um, as they build their family or some couples do choose, um, to get the house and they forgo the wedding and just kind of elope or whatever. And I, you know, I think it's funny because, um, I guess this is a common challenge for a lot of couples, right? Like, you know, the cost of weddings is so expensive. Um, and it just seems like even if you want to do a small wedding, even if you want something intimate, it can cost thousands of dollars. Um, and then a down payment on a mortgage is no easy feat. It is gonna, um, for a lot of couples, it does require, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and so it can be really challenging to uh, decide, right? And in this day and age, you know, we talk about easing back in. So you maybe want to see family. You haven't seen them in a long time. You want to connect. You want to have, a, you know, the wedding of your dreams. And so if you're just looking for a little fun, loving, like, you know, uh, getaway in your mind around <laughs> the challenges of couples who are in love and trying to decide if they get, should get married or have a wedding, I would definitely recommend a Netflix's Married or Mortgage. Um, I thought the show was so cute and I really love the idea of couples, um, navigating these challenging relationships because it does really uh, pull out like people's fears and insecurity in their past. I think that that's the truth of relationships. That's the truth of love that 
you know, it may seem like, oh, it's just a wedding. Oh, it's just a day, but it can be wrapped up in people's um, fears and their past and their family life. And, you know, you might think like, oh, home ownership, that's a pinnacle of the American dream, but it's not for every family. It's not for everyone. Um, it's, you know, maybe important for some people, but it's not the, that American dream is not every American's dream. And so um, I just love people see, like being able to make decisions, you know, on their own and to make decisions that are best for them and their their families. So absolutely check out Netflix's Married to Mortgage. Um, and if you are a big fan of the show, uh, absolutely let us know. You can follow us on Instagram at School and Life Podcast. That's at School and Life Podcast, no G. Um, and let us know if you watch the show and if you are a fan. We can't wait to hear from you. That wraps up this week's episode of School on Life. As a reminder, if you are listening to this on Tuesday, April 20th, the Up and Unstucked private training is today and you can still register. Um, even if you're listening to this after 5 p.m., um, you can at least register and the recording will be sent to you. So do make sure that you um, register um, today. Um, don't want you to miss out on this private training for those mid and senior level professional women who are big fans of the show. I cannot wait to connect with you next week. Thanks for listening. School's out. Class dismissed.